All right, that's enough of that. We're going to be talking some tennis right now. And we've got uh, well-respected freelance tennis journalist, broadcaster and author Simon Cambers is going to join us to talk Wimbledon. Morning, Simon. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, ready to rip into some Wimbledon chat. Obviously, we played a little clip at the start of our show. Roger Federer in the Royal Box there at Wimbledon. Uh, a standing ovation for the great man. He's won it the most times uh, as a major champion. Many of his majors won at Wimbledon, mate. Uh, well respected, but uh, we're starting this out. I think it's early to talk about Coco Golf. She's probably the big news missing. Uh, wow, been bumbled out in early stages, mate. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, sort of late evening our time on day one. So that's, the time difference obviously kicks in to show you that Goff uh, has gone out your time. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a shock, but she lost to Sophia Kennan, who's a former Grand Slam champion. She won in Australia a couple of, uh, few years ago. Um, has had a, a lot of uh, difficult problems with injuries and with she sacked her father as coach and then brought him back and all that sort of stuff. So she's a quality player. But we, I think the thing is a lot of people expected Coco Goff to go quite deep this year. Um, and she's got some problems with her game, and she, you know, she didn't quite produce her best. And these things can happen on grass. First couple of rounds are really tricky, and she she came a cropper. Oh, Agus, what's there could be be happy about that um, with golf being bundled out early, uh, Simon? What what is it like on the on the woman's side of the draw? Do you see do you see anyone actually um, challenging the champ? Oh, it's pretty it's pretty open. This is the thing. Uh, Rabakina has got some. Has, has, didn't have the best build-up. She, you know, she had a virus and she was. She's got some strapping on her shoulder. Then you got Sabalenka, who uh, has to field a lot of questions about the war every time she plays. So that's tricky for her. She, she has to concentrate on her tennis. And then you have got Igor Swiatek, the world number one, who's looking pretty good. And Swiatek's probably the favourite on paper. She won the French Open, of course, a few weeks ago. This is grass. It's different. She's never been to the quarterfinals. There are a lot of other players in the draw that could make a big, big run, including Petra Kvitova, the Czech, who won here twice, 2011-2014, won a warm-up tournament here uh, a couple of weeks ago and is looking very strong. So it's, it's pretty open. What about Ons Jabur? She got past her uh, latest rival in Fritsch from uh, uh, one of the countries over there. Uh, Ons Jabur, she's looking quality? She looked good today, yeah. I mean, she's had a rough time of it the last few months. She had a knee operation in February. She, of course, got to the final here last year. She won the first set, looked like she was going to win. Um, and then Rebecca won it in three. And she was funny on court. She said that um, the first person's face she saw when she arrived here was Rebecca, the winner from last year. And she was like, well, thanks a lot. <laughs> but she looked good today. You know, she's, She pulled out her whole box of tricks. She's got lovely touch, lovely feel for the ball. She really enjoys playing on grass and, yeah, good winner today, and, and if she gets on a roll, then she might be tough to stop again. Well, speaking of roles, mate, we've had a bit of a disrupted time over there at Wimbledon. Obviously, play has been suspended. What's the weather looking like across the next few days? Well, it's horrendous right now, I can tell you that. It's been raining <laughs> non-stop for about, it's proper New Zealand weather. It's been raining for about four or five, <laughs> year, four or five years, it feels like years, four or five hours. Um the weather forecast is not too bad. The rest of, the rest of this week looks pretty decent. Um, there might be one or two interruptions, but I think we'll get back on track pretty quickly. But certainly it's an advantage for those people who played under the roof today, uh, like Andy Murray, for example, who gets got through pretty quickly, um, whereas the ones who have to wait will play two days in a row. So that is tough. 
that's right, Simon. And Andy Murray's obviously through. Alcaraz is through. And Cam Norrie's just picked up a win as well. Uh, those three, you, you think, can go all the way? Are you claiming Cam Norrie? Well, he is a Kiwi. Yeah, we are. He is a Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fair enough. Yeah, we got to the semi- semis last year. He's, uh, he's, they're both in the same section, Andy Murray, Cam Norrie. Uh, pretty tricky one with Seb Corder. He's a very good American player, son of Peter Corder, who won the Australian Open um, 1998, I think. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, Murray, I think, if he gets on a if he gets on a roll, if he gets through to he he should get through to the second week, and then you know then you start thinking, well, the crowd behind him, maybe something special could happen. But Cam Norrie's such a sort of obdurate, durable competitor, he will be tough if Murray has to play him or Corder. So I think Murray will need the crowd. But he certainly looked good today, and he enjoyed playing in front of Federer. A couple of nice quips about uh, tennis royalty and all that sort of stuff so he he looked comfortable and he sounds he sounds like he's enjoying himself and pleased with where his body's at because you know if anyone's had a rough time over the last few years it's him hey simon just to go back to that question about claiming cam norrie well you know he's a kiwi do you, do you claim baz mccullum and ben stokes just taking left here yeah what do you mean do we claim them <laughs> well you know they're kiwis as well they're, uh, they're true true brits aren't they those kiwis <laughs> Baz is starting to get a bit of a British accent, let's be honest, lads. Uh, that's starting to creep in as well. It's dangerous territory. Hey, um, hey Simon. <laughs> hey, Simon. Uh, you, you, we mentioned, uh, you mentioned Iga Schwartek, who struggled to get out of, um, of sort of that, that uh, third, fourth round to a quarter final. Uh, on the men's side, uh, Carlos Alcaraz also hasn't really gone too well at Wimbledon. What, what is it about, just for, I guess, um, people that aren't quite tennis nuts, what is it about Wimbledon and the grass surface that makes it so tough for some of those top seeds to not you know, do as well as they have in some of the other majors? Well, the biggest problem is that they just don't play on grass that much in the year. You know, grass court season is the shortest season of all. It's about four or five weeks in total. If you're lucky, you play two or three tournaments on it, which might be one match each week week before you come to Wimbledon. You know, you're just underprepared. And playing on grass, the ball bounces lower. It, it puts different demands on your on your body. Your Achilles hurt. You're bending more. You have to really move your feet lightly. And you know, think of how Federer used to use move like a sort of ballet dancer across the baseline. That's how you've got to move on a grass court, really light steps. And if you're someone who grew up on clay, like Alcaraz, for example, it's difficult to sort of learn that. But he's a fast learner, let's face it. He, he's a top, top quality guy. He's going to be had no problem. He's only played here a couple of times. So I think he'll be okay. But for someone like Shiontek, it is a bit difficult because they just don't feel like their feet are set. And that, that can be the hardest issue. You're always off balance and you're not playing your best. Andy Murray, I just want to take back to Andy Murray. Like he's had his long fair share of injuries. His body's been uh, his biggest problem at the moment. But uh, can you see him going deep potentially if his body's able to to get back to the winner's circle? He's two-time champion at Wimbledon. Can he repeat? Well, he, he can certainly go quite deep. I mean, he, you know, very few. We talk about how very few players really love playing on grass. He is one of them. He's won here twice, but of course he's playing with a metal hip. And, you know, that's so restrictive, but he's done incredibly well to get to where he is. I can definitely see him getting to the second week. He's, he's prepared as well as he has in the last four or five years. His body's in as good a shape or a better shape than any of those years uh, and gone by. So I think, you know, even though he's 36, he's got a good chance of being second week. And then, then the sort of momentum starts, then the crowd gets involved, then you get Murray Mania. Crowd, the, the crowd and the country go a bit crazy. And you just never know. You, maybe if, if Djokovic loses early, and anything can happen. 
Well, I want to talk about uh, us Kiwis. We've got Michael Venus pairing up with Jamie Murray, who is brother of Andy yeah. Murray. What can we expect from that partnership? Well, I mean, it was a new pairing at the start of this year, mm. and uh, they've done very, very well. They've uh, really clicked together. I mean, Jamie, Jamie's a very sharp doubles player, even now at the age of 37. Michael Venus, very, very experienced. They're good on all surfaces. They'll get plenty of support. Michael Venus will be adopted as a, an honorary Brit for the couple of weeks, and I, you know, they've got a good chance. <laughs> Hey Simon, we've got we've got a few people here that like listening to the experts tipping out uh, who they think on either side of the draw at Wimbledon um, they think yep. can win it. Who do you who do you think are the are the couple to watch in both the women's and the men's going deep into the into the rounds? I think outside of the outside of the really top names who you know the favourites and you're not going to make much money if you're having a bet on. I would say Petra Kvitova on the women's side because she's a two-time champion in great form, feeling very relaxed. She's going to get married next month. She's, you know, she's in absolutely in the right place to, do, to have a good run. And on the men's side, I think Seb Corder, who I mentioned earlier, American, son of Peter Corder, very good player, loves grass, talked about the fact he thought he could win Wimbledon a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think he is one player who's going to come through that section where Norrie and Murray are and probably go furthest of all. So you could see him in the semi-finals, and, and then you never know. Just before we let you go, um, Simon, of course, uh, all eyes really on Novak Djokovic, who uh, has already got two majors under his belt this year. It seems like without Nadal and Federer, he, he does have a bit of a monopoly on it. Do you, do you think Grand Slam this year is potentially on the cards for Novak? Yeah, it's, it's very possible. I mean, he, look at his record here. He's won seven times. He talked about the celebration for Federer today. He's won eight. You know, Djokovic wins this year. He equals Federer, which seems insane given mm. Federer's status at this place. Um, Djokovic looks every inch the, the man to beat. He seems very relaxed. He had a rain delay yesterday. didn't bother him. I think, you know, it's going to take something massive to, to knock him off his perch. And I'm not sure if that's going to happen. And then, of course, you know, if he gets to the US Open, he'll have a lot of pressure and stress. But who's to say he can't do it, even at the age of 36? Yeah, no, he's an incredible, incredible player. And like you said, it, it sometimes surprises people when you when you realise he's actually now won more majors than, than both Federer and Nadal. They're, they're the glory uh, sort oh, of yeah. childs of tennis over the years. But uh, but Novak has, has quickly overtaken them and still has years left in him. Um, Simon, really appreciate you you're coming on. Uh, stay out of the rain. And uh, if you're not enjoying Wimbledon, let's hope you're enjoying a, a win in Game 3 of the Ashes starting on Thursday. Thanks, Heath, for joining us. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for having me, guys. There you go, Simon Cambers out of the UK, very well respected journalist and, and author and writer. A couple of tips there for you, Kempi. I'll tell you what, one of them is that mm. you're thinking about with a couple of new knees that uh, Andy Murray running around with an, a metal hip, and I know we've spoken about this before, is it's it's freakish. It's freakish that he's doing that at that level with a metal hip. You know what I mean? I, I don't know whether or not he has any pain or whatsoever, but there must be a couple of mobil- mobility like issues. It. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, 36, He'll, getting through the first round. I wonder how deep he can That's go. the thing. He, he can win a couple of rounds for sure, but whether or not he yeah. can go all the way. It's such a dem- It's two weeks, and it's so demanding the amount of tennis they have to play so quickly. And as Simon pointed out, you know, it, it can be very hard on the joints playing on those grass-clay surfaces. I just think Novak, the confidence he's got in 2023, I watched, you know, saw him at the Australian Open, watched him at the French Open. He's unstoppable, almost unstoppable. Um, and I think you know Grand Slam is is well within his grasp, and he's still got a couple of years left. That's a, that's the scary thing. I know, mate. And he's already got the title for that, and he's probably going to get the the eight eight peak, yep. obviously uh, this weekend or, or next couple of weeks. But mate, just just hearing the the conditions, 
you know, that he was yeah. talking about, Simon, there about the whole, the way the, the, the track plays. You've got to be light on your feet. I think that would suit Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah. With his mobility and, and the way he gets around the court and, and things like that. But it plays a whole lot different, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's a great question that he asks, um, Sammy, about that because all these different conditions, you know, it's raining over there. Is that going to impact the court? Obviously, the roof can come on. Will it get a bit wet? Will it get a bit dewy? Will they be have an opportunity to be able to mow the lawn and, and cut it to a short length? You know, the ball yep. will be reacting a lot differently. So plenty of things that will be playing part in this in this tournament. Yeah, it's, and, it's and, interesting. and even we were talking, obviously, about the, the grass and that and for all the fun we were having with that, it definitely will play a role having a lot of rain there, a lot of moisture. Like you said, it means they can't mow it as much. They probably – it gets too much water at times, which makes it a bit softer. The ball doesn't bounce as much. So uh, lots to contend with for, for all the players. Uh, let's just hope they do get the tennis in because once that schedule starts to cram up, you start seeing late nights. Um, players playing on different courts and and that just sort of ruins the spectacle a little bit. So um, yeah. it is the iconic event, though, isn't it? The tennis event. It's the one we spoke about it um, before. The one one tennis event that you always remember. For me, it was beyond Borg and Macarat Wimbledon. Mm. You know, um, if you asked any tennis player which major they'd want to win, they'd say Wimbledon hands down. It'd be yeah. like asking a golfer which major, right? It's it's yeah, it's mm. easy money. It's it's Wimbledon all the way. Something about the green, lads. The green jacket, the green pasture. Yeah. That green is just so soothing on the eye, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, such a good watch. If he gets this done, Novak, US Open. It's the last major left, isn't it? Yeah, and US Open is, is the next one, which is in, in August, September, maybe. I think a bit later on, Flushing Meadows. Um, and then the conversations got a bit like I've I've always been a Federer fan, boys. That's my that's my tennis goat. Um, it will, always will be because I always think of my goats a little bit outside of uh, the the stats. So, yep, he, he might not have won the most, but um, I think for everything else years ago. But Novak's one of those guys where not a lot, you know, he's polarising, not everyone loves him. But at the moment, he's he statistically is better than Nadal and Federer. I mean, he's won the most majors. He, he has won the most on all the surfaces, right? Um, Federer only won once on clay. Nadal's only won, I think, twice at Wimbledon. Um, but, but Djokovic does it everywhere. And so you just have to say pound for pound, gonna, and he's going to do, and he's going to do, and win more. Correct. Um, around there, like as he said, it's uh, end of August, early mm. September, is the U.S. Open. So uh, you're dead right. As if he goes on and wins this, I mate, then it then it is the question is like who's going to stop him? Oh, who's going to stop him? Carlos Alcaraz potentially, Andy Murray finding a way. Cam Norrie, the great Kiwi, is he going to stop the Joker? <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. That was Simon Camber's talk in Wimbledon. It is taking place right now. Hopefully the rain can stay away. We're going to shoot off and come back with off the back fence. Tony Kemp, you're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Kemper's Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.